Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your hostess, Cheryl Sitz. It's my intention in this show that we demystify holistic wellness and raise our consciousness together one practitioner at a time. You're going to meet some of the amazing people that I've encountered on my journey, and you'll notice that their stories are a lot like ours. There are so many ways that we can heal ourselves and our planet, so enjoy learning about all the possibilities, and then you can reach out to anyone that you feel resonates for you. I'd love it if you'd reach out to me as well, and you can do that on my website, where you'll also find all the other episodes of this podcast, www.journeyofpossibilities.com. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and never miss a show. If you do that, also do me a favor, please, and rate us, because we want other people, listeners and guests, to find our podcast. So please rate us, and thanks for doing that. We'll introduce today's guest right after this from our sponsors. Hi, this is Mario with Tech Life Balance, and I've been in the IT field for about 20 years. I have a big range of experience. I've worked with PCs, I've worked with servers, I've done online marketing strategies, I do websites, I even build online communities and help produce the podcast that you're listening to right now. I've actually been involved in IT so much that I got lost in all the technology and technology was taking over me. And I'm not saying to unplug or anything like that. What I'm saying is find a balance. I know I did. It took a traumatic event for me to learn that capability. And it it was a challenge. And there are obstacles and there's things you run into that sometimes you don't realize you're even doing. So I designed a program to help you do that by looking at all your technologies and just helping you embrace it in a way that it's smoothed into your life. And I like to say that we log in, log out, and break free so we can have life. Contact us at techlifebalance.net and let us know what we can help you with. Enjoy the podcast. Ladies, when I'm not doing this podcast, what I really enjoy doing is working in private sessions with you. I love helping awakening women and that awakening can be galactic, spiritual. We're all in it together and I love helping you if you feel like you're getting stuck or something's holding you back and you're not real clear what that is. I'm kind of a portal for possibilities, too, so together we can explore what's possible for you and how to get there from here. We can work remotely by phone or Skype with our spirit guides and angels using things like divination cards, dowsing, and channeling. Together we'll get clarity and insight on exactly what's holding you back and how you can move forward now. Live, we can also incorporate Reiki. I love doing Reiki because it opens blocked pathways for physical release and healing. It's all about helping you live a joyful, awakened, authentic life naturally. Contact me anytime at journeyofpossibilities.com. It's really exciting to watch this show grow, and we've now got thousands of listeners from the Texas Gulf Coast and around the world. It's a perfect opportunity for you to be a sponsor. Your advertisement will be heard every time the podcast is played, and it'll be a permanent part of the episode. Why not be a sponsor? Contact us at www.journeyofpossibilities.com. Today's guest on Exploring Possibilities is an internationally acclaimed medium and spiritual teacher. For over 55 years, Hans Christian King has been sharing his extraordinary talent, the ability to communicate with the realm of spirit. He works in partnership with his guidance to bring through information that's relevant to our lives. As a modern day mystic, Hans acts as a medium to present messages between you and your own personal angels. Experiencing a personal reading creates an opportunity for you to experience truth, 
firsthand by your guidance coming through and speaking to you about where you are on your soul's path. He's been one of my most insightful and inspiring teachers. I'm so excited to welcome Hans Christian King. Hello, my friend. Thank you for asking me to be with you uh, this evening. I look forward to this. Oh, it's such a joy to have you here. It really is a treat. And I'm really excited about what your team and I have put together to offer today to help our friends who are listening, a beautiful intuitive development package that hasn't even been offered before in this combination. No, it hasn't. And I'm very, very happy to offer it where there are so many things here in it. uh, from the intuitive development class, which I think is kind of great because it isn't just a, 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 an audio, it's a video class. So it's like we get to spend time, the public and I, together in my living room in Palm Springs. So it's kind of, it, it's really a lot of fun. And we have enough lessons already, which is an absolutely wonderful thing. And every once in a while we say to God, oh my God, please, enough lessons already. <laughs> you know? Well, talking about the intuition, Hans, because that's just the cornerstone of this whole thing. That has been the most important thing I've learned about on this path. And of course, I'm still evolving in that. But the more we can learn that, right? That's our empowerment. Absolutely. See, I originally had a, a, a wonderful gift from spirit is that I was born into it. People always like to ask me, well, when did you notice that, that you know, you had the gift? I never noticed I had it because I always did. I, I thought everybody else did too. When I was a child, I would say, well, didn't you, didn't you hear what so-and-so said? Or, or uh, uh, you know, uh, why didn't you say hi to your grandma? Because she's right here, wants to talk to you. I just was a very strange child. <laughs> You know, I thought everybody, you know, and I, re- I remember back in the day when they thought there was something actually the matter with me, and they took me to talk to people. And mm-hmm. I remember one therapist says, no, I don't know, but he believes what he's doing, <laughs> what he's seeing. You know, I can't say there's any schizophrenia here or any paranoia or any, nothing. He's just, he believes. And I've been that way for a long time. And one of the I know I started when I was about three years of age, seeing people, talking to people on the other side, bringing in messages that I didn't even know that's what they were. For instance, like somebody would say, please tell my mom I love her. And uh, somebody had lost a child. Well, I didn't know that. You know, and when I would say that to the person, usually they would give the mother's name or something, um, I would notice these people broke down and started crying. Well, I thought I had done something bad. So it was really an interesting childhood. Well, and I guess fitting in was never something. I mean, how did you handle that? Was there a time oh, where you were like, I can't fit in? <laughs> right. Gosh, gosh, girl, that's a really good question. <laughs> no, I, I remember once I was crying and I sat down and I said, because I, I, I couldn't fit in. And because I was born ADD and dyslexic at the same time, and then doing this work on top of it, talk about a basket case of my childhood. Yeah. And I said to Spirit, I don't fit. I don't fit. And I'm so sad. They said, we don't want you to fit, sweetheart. It's mm-hmm. not your job to fit. It's your job to be who you are. And one day people will try to fit into what you are. And it really did help. That they made it okay for me to be different, and that was the key. And that's and, a really good message, not just for our listeners, but for the ones that have children, right, who are somehow yes, not fitting in. That's right. And 
it, if you have a child who doesn't fit, thank God. <laughs> because the last thing you want them to be is anything like what's going on out there today. Boy, isn't that the truth. That's the last thing you want. What you want is a child who knows what a caterpillar is. <laughs> a child who sees faces in the clouds, you know? And not someone who has to pick up some gadget and, and be on it 24-7. Looking so, at this stuff, it's terrible. So do you think the technology, I mean, like we're using it now so it can be really good, right? Well, what technology you- can be extremely helpful. I mean, look, at you and I are able to get out to thousands of people that might never have ever heard a word they might need to hear to make them feel better. It's incredible, but it's how you use the technology that's important. So is intuitive development then about the psychic gifts, or is there more to it than that? I think there's more to it. I think, yes, the psychic gifts are wonderful. But I also think to help people... For me, it's to help people reconnect or stay connected to the other side, which is where we came from, where we're going to. But I I, I get myself in trouble when I say this, but we have a tendency to grow our children away from who they actually are. And that's a problem because we believe that a certain form of education helps all people. Well, if you sit down, your average people, and you start to talk to them about their childhood – you know, 40, 50% will say to you, I never felt I fit in. And we didn't make that for them okay. We made that a bad thing. Yes. See, and so one of my jobs is, you know, as you know, I have a show, a radio show, and I say, remember always, kids, that God doesn't love anyone more in this world than you. That's that, so empowering. It's so empowering. And when I say it in front of groups of people, I remember I said this in Los Angeles a while back, about 14, 1,500 people in the audience, and I said, do you all know that God doesn't love anyone more in this world than you? And I stopped. And I just started staring all around the room, and you could see people with tears coming down their face. People had no concept of that idea. So why do you think we think there's so much wrong with us? Because we're told there is. We're taught from day one that we're not enough. If we don't get this kind of education, we won't be able to make it. If we don't go to this kind of a school, if we don't do what everybody else does, any sense of individuality is usually squashed in the stampede of what we believe is right for our children. And so uh, all you have to do is, is... I'm going to the airport on on Sunday, and I'm I'm going to Mexico. And there will be by the bookstores all these uh, magazines of these beautiful women and beautiful men and their bodies. And, and it, we have we constantly remind ourselves that we're not quite enough. Our commercials do it on television. Try this product, do this thing here, and you'll look like this. There's a constant disconnect from our identity into what society perceives we're supposed to be. And that's killing the souls of God's children. Well, that brings us to another part of the program that we're offering today, the You Are Enough. So that's kind of what you cover in there? Yes. The the You Are Enough is a seven-hour video. And in the video, what we explain to you is why you are enough. What has happened? uh, For instance, why does my life seem so difficult? 
why does there appear to be so much pain in life? Uh, and what does it mean to, uh, that being of service is difficult? We do all this. We make people uh, uh, unaware of who they actually are when the truth of the matter is that we can literally reconnect with the Spirit and find out the wonder of who we are. Who we are is just enough. That's why we're just enough. Isn't that wonderful? There is nothing we can ever do, Cheryl, in our life that will make us better for God than who we already are. What kind of a God would you pray to who said, well, if you were as good as Mary Jane, you might, I might be able to give you more things? True. Okay. But the way we're taught, good boy, bad girl, you know, we're taught literally that we're not enough. Uh, I like to say that all my Jews are born in guilt and all, uh, and all my Christians are born in sin. <laughs> you yeah. see, so we start out telling our children they're sinful. We start out putting guilt on our children. We, we show our children how unhappy we were. We even have the audacity to say, until you came along, I had a pretty good life. I get that a lot. Wow. You know? So I think that part of the work that we do is it, it isn't so much of a matter of empowering. It's helping people to recognize that they already are. When you say you're going to empower somebody, you say you're going to give them something they don't have, and that's not true. You already have it. You were born as a child of God. Whatever you perceive that, you were born that way. Well, I don't mind going ahead and sharing with whoever's listening that before we actually started this, you gave me some encouragement and said, I felt like you were wanting some encouragement, needing some encouragement. And, you know, I was one of those kids that grew up hearing, who do you think you are to ask for that? You know, we can't afford that. You know, there's no money. You know, there's no time, whatever. Yeah. And those tapes play forever. It seems like I'm, they're getting softer, but they're there. We believe it as children, Angel. We believe that it's true. That's only somebody else's idea of who we are. Yeah. That's all it is. So parenting is a very difficult thing. You have to remind the children that, of course, they deserve those things. And in the fullness of time, those things will come to visit them. I love that you're sharing this. This is such good stuff for for not only people like me that are trying to reprogram some of that stuff that we've got in there, but especially the moms that are parenting children. Oh, absolutely. And remember, as a mom... And as a dad, remember this, we choose our parents for the value of the lesson our soul needs to learn. Therefore, as long as you stick to the program, you're doing great. You're giving your children the opportunity and the lessons they ask for. Not abuse. I don't, I don't go there. But I'm talking about uh, many children, for instance are born with what we refer to as some self-esteem issues from previous lifetimes. Parents would have been in a position to say, you know, uh, what, what parents' job is is to help the child uh, to see his, his, his lessons brought forward. And so most of the time, most all the time, the parents don't really do anything wrong. They're just presenting their children with what the children agreed to in the first place. It's well, that you- simple. Some children are meant to, to be seen. And heard, and some are not. Well, you okay. mentioned not abuse. So where do you think abuse falls in that? Abuse, abuse doesn't fall in. Abuse comes from a mind that has been 
stripped of its dignity as a child. Uh, abuse comes when people feel they have no other alternative but to lash out because the pain is so severe. If when our children are born, and if we said to them, this is global, but right now I'm talking in our, in our country, the United States. If we said to our children by the time they're three and four years old, do you know that just who you are is enough for me? And do you know that who you are is, is enough for God? Just who you are right now. Nothing you need to do, nothing you need to accomplish. Of course, we're going to go and look at what you might like to experience, but you're already enough for God, and you're already enough for me. Don't try to make yourself better because I love you just the way you are. Do you know that we would have almost no crime in this country? Yeah. We don't do that. I actually read um, on, you know, social media is so popular mm-hmm. right now. I read the, the piece that goes around Facebook periodically about a tribe in Africa that sings your song when you're born. And yes, then exactly when you fall I'm out talking. of grace, yes, then you, right. you have your song sung to you rather than imprisoning you. You have your song sung to remind you of who you are. I think well, that's beautiful. Yeah, you already. You know, we keep trying to teach our children uh, how to be somebody Oh, for the love of heaven, everybody, you already are. You already are somebody. You're a child of God. What, what is the experience you're looking for this lifetime? Let us help you to go there. That's what happens. Because we don't let our children know that they're already enough. There was a man some years ago. You were just a little whippersnapper back then. <laughs> this was on 60 Minutes. And he was... a. Uh, You know, whenever we talk about people of color, white people forget that white is a color. (laughs) You know, so so this man down in Texas, I I tell a lie with New Orleans, uh, he adopted a junior high school in New Jersey, and he took the entire class and he talked to the class and their parents from the poorest section, the the poorest school, almost no funding, and he said, "I will fund." this education for all of these kids straight through university. Do you know that in in all those years, all of those children graduated junior high, high, and college? And every one of them turned out the way they wanted to be and are doing what they wanted to do. No dropouts. Because he empowered them with the gift of yes, you are and yes, you can. And don't don't let poverty, the appearance of poverty, destroy your possibilities. We have prisons full of people that nobody, nobody really understood. Because our society sort of locked them into this perceived reality of violence and drugs. and They weren't born that way. They got that way. Yes. You see what I'm saying? How did they get? Because we didn't care. We didn't care. And and some of the things that some of the people running for president and all this are talking about is start giving the people in these prisons a sense of dignity. Let's find out who they are, maybe what we can do to help them. But we can start with that by talking to our children. I think that's the important thing. I love that this has come full circle to the prisons. I'm actually having conversation with the prison system in Texas about taking meditation in there and helping there some of go. these people find peace. That's what I'm talking find about. Peace. It's wonderful. Yeah. 
Yeah, it makes all the difference, doesn't because it? Because you find these fabulous people in, in these prisons are hungry for something other than the pain they currently have. Yes. Hungry for it. And, and if, if you can bring through your, your meditation, just some sense of, no matter what it appears, my God still loves me. I, I'm not chastised by my God. Circumstances that I chose to get involved with caused this pain. But if I choose to no longer be in this pain and not be this person, I can move on to whatever I want. And that, quite frankly, is the truth. They can. Yes, it is. Well, that kind of brings us to another component of the program that we're offering today. The Stop Searching, Start Living. Isn't that all about trying to find happiness outside of yourself and how that's kind of a dead end? It is. It is. The Stop Searching and Start Living uh, had to do with... uh, I had a call from Nightingale Connett some years ago, and they asked me if I would do a six-CD series for them. And I said, well, yeah, I I like that idea. And they said, would you mind coming to Chicago to our studios to do this? And I said, when? He said, well, around January the 15th. I said, no, no, no. I said, I live in Florida. I'm not going to Chicago in January. (laughs) No, 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 no. They said, well, could you come in February? No, 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 no. I said, I could come at the end of April. Okay. Well, they wanted it done right away. So they flew the whole crew and the producer and cameraman down and rented a studio in uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And we did the entire series, the five-hour series, in a day and a half. (laughs) Because... When I remove myself from what I'm doing, it just sort of flows out. But the title of it was Stop Searching and Start Living. You know, I find so many of our wonderful friends and brothers and sisters out there are so busy searching, they miss the experience of being alive in the moment. Yes. I believe, I believe, Angel, that the most destructive force in the universe is human mind chatter. I said this on a TV show a while back. I, I, I believe in my heart that that is the single most destructive thing in the world. You notice that it's always our mind chatter that tells us we're no good. Our mind chatter rarely ever tells us how good are, we are. And much of that is based on how you receive, how your parents perceive who you are. So, we literally talk ourselves out of being who we are. You know that experience. Yes. <laughs> I know that experience. Everybody I know knows that, that experience. Okay? So when we find out, have you? I wonder if everyone's ever noticed that the mind chatter rarely ever says how wonderful we are. Yes. It always tells us about, quote, what might happen. Mm-hmm. Fears about what could happen. Not what is actually happening. But what could happen if this other doesn't happen? You see? So when I did the Stop Searching and Start Living, the reason it was so popular is because it literally helped people to understand that their mind chatter and what they perceived to be truth from their childhood had locked them into an identity that wasn't actually who they are. Boy, I know that one. (laughs) I know you know it. I'm talking to you, girlfriend. (laughs) Well, let me ask you a question. So is it wise then to just not worry about the future, plan about the future, focus on the future, just live right now and let tomorrow take care of itself? 
and 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 sweetie, what you do is you sit down with a pad, a pen, and you say to spirit, I would like the experience of the following, please. And then you tell spirit whatever the experience is that you would like. You don't say, I want this, or you don't know what you want. But, <laughs> but if you say, I'd like the experience. You don't know, like, it's going into Baskin Robbins and you don't know what flavor you want and you ask for a tiny spoon. Yeah. They give you a little spoon of this thing over a little spoon of that thing over there. That's the same with the spirit. Because you see, our job is to tell spirit what we want the experience of, and their job is to provide the opportunities. People who are waiting for spirit and God to tell them what to do have a long wait ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> Bad doctor ain't coming into that waiting room to say hi. No, no, no. You tell spirit. I would like the experience of the following. And when you do that, you say to spirit one thing. I believe that when I hand this over to you, that which is for me will be done to my highest good. You see? And so does that mean that sometimes you'll get that experience and sometimes you won't, depending on whether yes, it's for your highest yes, good? almost all the experience does come, but it may come at different times. So let's say that Mary Jane decides she would very, very much like to live in Flagstaff, Arizona, or, or let's say Phoenix, Arizona, okay? So that's where she wants to live because she lives in New York City. It's too, too uh, congested. So she says, I would like the experience of living in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, spirit opens up her dharma, and they have a look, and they say, well, okay, this is what the girl wants to do. How does this fit into what she asks us to help her learn? And they then devise, uh, they sort of, what I call, manipulate the energy to her highest good. Now, she may not go to Phoenix in the first month. Maybe doesn't go to Phoenix in the first year after praying for it. But she will wind up in Phoenix, that's a fact. So we get in the way by thinking that our time has passed. (laughs) Always, always. You have been there. Members of your audience, I have been there. You know, I like to say to to, to people out there, they think that we teachers know it all. No, we don't. We haven't got a clue. (laughs) We only know what we know. You see? Yes. There's an old adage that says you teach what you need to learn. So as a human, I continue to experience the lessons that I'm putting forward. I know them to work. I know the value of them. And I know that our God, however we perceive that God to be, loves us perfectly in the moment. Not when we become this or not because we did that. In the moment, our God has no judgment of us. Only we do that. And the sort of people we put around us have a judgment But just knowing in this moment that we are perfect in God's eyes and then saying, I would like the experience of this, it really opens, it frees us from that constant barrage of mind chatter that likes to remind us, eh, it may not happen. I'm not certain that, you know, you're good enough. We compare ourselves. Yeah. And that's, that's mind chatter. Yes, it is. And I love the meditations that come in your programs because they really, really help with that. So if we're asking for these experiences, then how is that different than the stop searching, start living? Well, when you say, I would like the experience of the following, please, you stop searching. 
because at that moment you have set your intention. You don't need to search anymore. Spirit already knows what you want. It is now their job to bring those opportunities to you. I have a big smile over here. It's that let go and be patient part, isn't yes. it? <laughs> oh, don't we all love that one? I, quite frankly, dear heart, have never been fond of patience. <laughs> And if we ask for patience, we get lessons to teach us patience, we get right? <laughs> to teach us patience. <laughs> I used to have, I say used to because she's now passed away, but I used to have this incredible friend in the human form. Her name was Alexandra. And she died recently at 104. And she used to say to me, you know, when something really big would happen in her life, it was like, oh, like one day she drove her car into the living room, you know, and she called me. And she says, I just wonder what lesson there is in this for me today. <laughs> and, she, wow. and because she was 92 and she shouldn't have been driving anymore, that was a lesson. <laughs> the judge said to her, Alexander, we went to school together. You can't drive anymore, honey. It's over. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but everything that came into her life that had the appearance of, of a problem, she would simply say, ah, I wonder what I can learn from this today. Incredible woman. And she created so much from so little in her lifetime because she so believed that she was where she was supposed to be for whatever she was supposed to learn. When we are born, there's a little owner's manual stapled to our behind. Now, we have one copy and spirit as the other. They know where we're supposed to be. They know what we are trying to accomplish because we told them. Okay? Let's say we, we are in the final stages of reincarnation. And one of those, the main lessons in that is self-esteem or the value of your own soul. You know what that one is, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. The Spirit's job is to put us into situations that sort of disenfranchise us, sort of this, it, it, make it harder for us to achieve. Why do they do that? Because we ask them to. That's why. <laughs> okay? They ask us to. And when you finally get the lesson and you watch the way the mind chatter reacts to the lesson, in that moment, you can start to giggle. Because spirit isn't doing anything but telling you, this is the lesson you chose. You are better. You are better than this lesson. Your job is to learn that. And the minute you learn the lesson, poof, it go, it's gone. That's it. No more self-esteem issues. It's gone. So, Hans, how do you advise someone to get from the, the pain of something like abandonment or, or whatever they're suffering through and okay. get to the laughter? How do you shift like that? When I when I was younger, I had a, well, I had an office in Miami Beach for nearly twenty years, and I had these T-shirts made for girls and boys. And the front of the T-shirt had half a caricature of me on the side side view, and the back had the other one. And the front side says "Get over yourself," and the back side said "And get out of your way." <laughs> get over yourself and get out of your way. There's no truth in what's going on in your life. I'm going to say to your audience. Is there anything going on in your life today you did not create? Listen to that pause. Yeah. Because everything in our life that's coming towards us, everything that's coming towards us, came out of our own mind chatter. In Dr. James Allen's wonderful little book called As a Man Thinketh, Dr. Allen says it's important to remember that they themselves 
are makers of themselves. In my 61 years of working for, with and for Spirit, it's the single hardest lesson I have ever tried to teach anyone. Nobody wants to know that, but it's true. It's all true. So how do we know that we actually asked to be given up for adoption, that we mapped out our life? How do you get there? I'm adopted. It's perfect. The parents that bore me are friends of the parents who who, who, uh, adopted me. It's all a package. There are no accidents. You can't be an orphan. (laughs) Give me a break. You're exactly where you chose to be to learn what your soul chose to learn. It's perfect. It's perfect. My head believes that, but my heart's having a catch-up time here. That's because your heart is full of humanness. (laughs) I love that. Okay? It's full of humanness. It's full of however, I, I don't need to know how old you are, but however many years you are, it's full of listening to all of that pain that was in your mind. And all the pain you saw other people in because they didn't understand it was okay. And then we start to compare our pain with other people's pain. Oh, did that? And then we build whole programs around, <laughs> oh, you heard, I heard, let's go, you know, let's cry together. We'll have meetings. All we're doing is reinforcing that we're not enough. Wow, that was powerful. Thank you. Because where, where, where in the, the, the teachings of humanity does it say? That we're not enough. Okay? No spiritual master would ever tell you you're not enough. You're as good as what you think you are. That's so good. So tell me about the enough lessons already, because I certainly understand that. If we're enough, why all the lessons and when do they stop? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you know who Alan Cohen is, but he's a good friend of mine. And he, he wrote... Uh, uh, all kinds of wonderful books. And one of my love is the dragon doesn't live here anymore. And he said to me, when he saw that, he called me, he said, please be on my Hey How Show. I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> we come to a point in life when suddenly we, we say, oh, for the love of heaven, enough already. Yes. Enough with these lessons. They're too painful. I don't want, then learn them and let them go. God <laughs> wants you to be happy. We, we teach a class, Spring Cleaning for Happiness. <laughs> we hold on to all of this stuff from our history. And so we're constantly reinforcing the moment and tomorrow with our history. How many times have you and I heard someone say, uh, I, I'm not getting attached, I'm not going to put my heart out there because uh, I don't want to be hurt again? What makes you think you're going to be hurt again? Hmm. Do you know that 80% of the people I have talked to have told me in, that in the beginning of their relationship, they knew it was the wrong one? Really? And they did, and they did it anyway. <laughs> Why do you think we have this uh, desire to suffer? Are, in our society, if we have the appearance of being on our own, there must be something wrong with us. We must not be good enough to be loved. And so we'll race out. Uh, Ginger and Susie and Martha all have boyfriends and all of them have been given engagement rings and I'm sitting here and I feel like, you know, chopped liver. What am I? You're exactly where you're supposed to be at that moment. That's where you are. 
And what makes you feel you should compare yourself to somebody else? Why would you want to do that? Why? We're all, I had a friend, his name was Swami Satyatanada, and he used to say, truth is one path, so many. And when you, when you realize that just who you are in this moment is perfect, then you stop searching and then you start living. So when we say enough lessons already, that's our choice. That's our moment yes, when we can it, actually it, be done with them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, I have never in my 72 years ever seen a dharma ruin a person's life. Never. Any dharmic lessons, never. Ever. Okay? I, I did a radio show the other day, and it's something many years ago I was visiting in Thailand, and I was talking to this wonderful older uh, Buddhist monk, and I was talking with him about something. I was a, I was a younger person then, and I w- we were talking about it. I was telling what was going on, and he just looked at me very, very sweetly, and he says, Oh, he said, young man, what makes you think anything is wrong? <laughs> and it pulled me up short, and I thought, all right, let's just – I'm going to prove to you why. And I gave him this 15-minute dialogue about why what was happening to me was wrong. He said, no, no, child, he said. That's your perception. That's your perception of what is happening. Nothing is wrong. It's only how you view it. And, for instance, I've had clients who've been married to somebody for a while, let's say five, six, seven years, and they brought children in, and and uh, they'll come to see me, and I'll say, what makes you think anything's wrong? And they'll, you know, they'll give me this dialogue. Why? And I said, no, 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 no. What you did in that moment was correct. Sometimes... Two people come together who are old soulmate friends to simply bring a couple of people who wanted to be in here to learn some lessons of their own. We agree to bring them in. But those are old soulmate friends, not old soulmate lovers. And that's another topic entirely. Uh, But what if you found out that each person in your life, throughout your life, a major person in your life, was actually supposed to have been there? Whether it's for one month or 50 years. I'm in San Francisco and I'm on a cable car one day and it stopped, it's a Powell Street cable car and I stopped and I was sitting on the outside and here comes this magnificently dressed little tiny lady. She had a, a, a pillbox, leopard pillbox hat and a, a black cane, gold crusted and she's walking towards me and she sees me and I get up of course and I give her my seat and as she's getting off at the next stop, she grabbed my hand. I still have pain in my hand from that little tiny lady. And she grabbed my hand and she said, I just want you to know everything, son, will be all right. Don't listen to your mind chatter. <laughs> and it was. You see, so people are brought into our experiences as different times in our life. One word. One, one hug sometimes. One embrace, whatever is required for the soul at that moment. And that's all it is. It's meant to carry us forward one more day. 
That seems like a perfect segue for me to kind of recap why you're on the show today. At a point when my life went from being in the box to all the boxes exploding, (laughs) I found your work and I found your show and I found some of your classes and they've been amazing to me. And, And this package that you guys have put together for us to offer today is really incredible. The intuitive development alone is fabulous and enough lessons already. Stop searching, start living. You are enough. These are all all great courses. They're video, audio, there's meditations, handouts, yes. exercises. It's like 23 hours of material. Yes, it really is. It's unbelievable. Uh, I am I have to, pardon my little bit of ego here, but I'm very proud of what Spirit and I have been able to put together for the public. And it, it, What they say, not what me, Spirit says, if they will but listen, it will change their life. And there's all kinds of good work on your website. There's a lot of free offerings. There's wonderful media interviews and tons of stuff. So I encourage anyone to also go to HansKing.com and browse around and find some of the amazing stuff that's available there. Uh, Absolutely. It's just great. You know, we have a radio show every Saturday, like I mentioned. That radio show is free. For those who want to join, uh, they get questions asked every week, which is really helpful. But uh, everybody can come and listen to the show every Saturday at 1 uh, Eastern and 10 Pacific. Yes, I love the show. I listen, I listen often. I really enjoy it as well. And I think what's going to be fun about today is we were really just thinking we were going to talk with you, but Alfred has a piece in this package as yes, well, he and he's agreed and yes, to join I'm us. introducing this wonderful new piece that we've done called Spirituality in Your Career. It is, uh, well, I, I tell you what, why don't I put Alfred on? I got to go get him here for a second. I'll put Alfred on and let him de- describe it. I, I love the class. It's wonderful. And I'll let him tell you exactly what it's about. How's that? Great. And then please come back when we're done so we can wrap Oh, up. no, I'm going to abandon it. Right <laughs> Watch your mind shatter run. Just right? <laughs> Hello. Alfred. So tell us about your piece, Spirituality and Your Career. For those people who are looking to transition into something that feels stressful, they feel out of place, where there happens to be negative energy, where maybe they thought the path was through money climbing the corporate ladder, and they want to transition into something that has to do more with their dharma, their purpose in life, with being in service a little bit more according to living a spiritual life. This course was created for you. Specifically, what it does is help you set your intention and to work with spirit to help you transition out of the career, the job, wherever you are now, into a career that is according to your life path, according to an opportunity where you can be of service, something where You would be with like-minded people, like energy people, like vibration people, an environment where you'd fit in, an environment where you'd flow. That's how it all starts is with the intention. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And my hat's off to you for the timing because I think with everything that's going on in our world right now, there are so many people I meet who are going through exactly that and need this. Yeah, and so we get a lot of questions from uh, our clients who say, where do I start? How do I transition out of this into something that is more spiritual? And we say, you don't. You as an individual don't. You working with spirit, with guidance, 
can transition into something that's according to your dharma. And basically the focus of the class is how do you work with the other side specifically in order to do that transition? How do you open yourself up for those opportunities? In what ways do you speak with them? So little things like, I need to transition. No, it's how do we transition? How do I work with you to transition? Okay, Those little slight changes that take it out of separation and control and into surrendering and flowing with the universe. This sounds like it would be really helpful for struggling entrepreneurs as well who've maybe already made some changes, but it's not being it's not monetizing for them the way they need it to or whatever. Um, this particular course is focusing on one person's journey and how does that one person uh, find a shall we say what they do during the day that is in more sync with their life path of being in service. I see. Uh, separately, that I'd like to follow up with you later is my spirituality in business that could help, say, entrepreneurs, people in service who have a business of being of service. How do you incorporate spiritual practices into your business? That's a, a separate uh, course that I hope to talk to you a little bit later about. Definitely. Actually, I think we're going to leave this the way it is and come back and do another show with you then because it sounds like there's plenty there to talk about. And I know that there are a lot of people who are feeling the call to launch into their own thing as opposed to working in another corporate environment or another business environment. So that sounds like a good topic to follow up as well. Excellent. I would be more than happy to. Well, Alfred, I love all that you do with Hans with the meditations. Your safe place meditation is one of my favorites by far ever. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. (laughs) Yes, I'm a big fan. So thank you for all that you do. And I'm glad that this has been included in the package. And I know that it will be well received by a lot of people. So thank you for joining with us today. Excellent. Glad to be of service. And I'm going to hand you back over to Hans. Perfect. I have returned. I'm so glad. Everyone has to be somewhere. I choose to be here right now. <laughs> and we are delighted. Good, good. Me too. Me too. Well, I usually ask at the end of the show for my guests to share something that they really feel guided as a parting thought about what we've talked about. So I'm sure you are being as psychic as you are probably already know how you want to close the show. So let me invite you to do so. Thank you, my friend. I want to... I want everyone to remember they are not what their mind shatter tells them they are, not who the mind shatter tells they are. They are a child of God. They are perfect in God's eyes, that they have resources with spirit that can help them. They're never alone. That's a mind action. They're never alone. But just who they are in this moment is perfect. And that they have the power. They're not a victim of the mind shatter. They have the power to grow beyond, to look beyond, to see beyond the limitations that they have allowed to be placed in their lives. That not only have they caused, but perhaps their history has, has caused. And those are all human issues. They're not who they actually are. Who they are is perfect, and yes, they can. Thank you for all that you do to share that message day after day after day. I hear that from you every time you talk to anyone. After day, after day, yes. (laughs) It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. It's been a great life. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing this piece of it thank with us. Thank you for so much for doing all that you are doing and bringing your people, so many wonderful people, to, uh, to help uh, share the truth. Thank you, Hans King. And HansKing.com. And we will have the link for this special offering on this podcast. So thank you very much for being with us. Would you like to be a guest on a future episode of Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Sitz inviting you to joyful, awakened, authentic living naturally.